0: free agency has officially begun and the San Francisco Giants have a lot of notable free agents. Uh, their entire starting rotation outside of Logan Webb, uh, Kevin Gosman being the headliner there. And then also there's D. Squafani there's Alex Wood, there's potentially Brandon Belt. I mean, not even potentially, he is a free agent, even though the Giants put the qualifying offer on him. So coming up today, we're going to take a look at some sources that have predicted the free agent contracts for the top 50 free agents according to each source, you know, who those top 50 are. So, we're going to take a look at San Francisco Giants free agents and the expected contracts by these sources MLB Trade Rumors, ESPN, and Fan Graphs. So, all of that coming up next, it's going to be a lot of fun on today's Locked On Giants podcast. <laughs> Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, now including YouTube as well. And coming up on today's show, as I said, we're going to be looking at Giants Free Agents and relying on some independent sources, you know, sources that aren't uh, biased Giants fans like myself, uh, talking about what the expected contracts will be for notable Giants Free Agents. Now in the open there, I knew I was forgetting someone and I looked uh, and and it's Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, also a big uh, free agent, obviously finished out the year with the San Francisco Giants. So as this week goes on, on Thursday and Friday, we'll cover any news that comes up during that period for the Giants, but also I want to continue to just look through these lists and talk about guys I think are fits for the Giants and what those expected contracts are. So without further delay, let's just jump right into uh, who these sources have as the top available Giants free agent? And I'm going to start with um, MLB Trade Rumors. Uh, each source basically has their top 50 and they rank them and they give a projected contract. And we'll go in terms of the order that we do this. We'll look at MLB Trade Rumors, but uh, different sources have different guys ranked in different places. And it's actually really interesting because there's a huge variance. And you'll see what I'm talking about right now. So for MLB Trade Rumors, they come in as like the middle ground among these three sources on Chris Bryant. And their uh, projected contract for him is six years, $160 million. Now, the average annual value for that comes out to, uh, what is it, 20, uh, $26.7 million per year over six seasons. And just moving on to the next source, let's talk about ESPN. And ESPN for Chris Bryant comes in at the low end. They're at five years, $90 million. Now, I put this out on Twitter the other day, and it generated a lot of kind of pushback when I talked about that contract. And what I said, actually, at the time was that I think ESPN is on to something with this. And as we go through this, we'll see there's a lot of variants for a number of different guys, and the person who's doing these for ESPN is Kylie McDaniel, who is a former uh, head scout for Fangraphs. That's the wrong way to put it. He was the lead prospect analyst for Fangraphs, and then he went on to work for the Atlanta Braves, and now he's at ESPN up there with Jeff Passan as one of their leading Uh, He's an ESPN MLB insider. So Kylie McDaniel is no fool. And the fact that he has Chris Bryant at five years, $90 million is pretty shocking in a lot of ways because uh, Chris Bryant is a big name and that is a low contract uh, compared to what people generally think he'll get. But I think he kind of sort of nails it in terms of the actual expected production for Chris Bryant. Now, personally, I think he'll do better than that, but I don't foresee him getting uh, what this next expectation is. And that comes from Fangraphs, who has Chris Bryant at eight years, $200 million. That's an average of $25 million per year over the eight seasons. So just a huge variance here. Eight years, $200 million. Six years, $160 million, and five years, $90 million in a lot of ways, I'm happy to see the variance. It makes this more interesting because it's pretty wild how these are three really solid sources, Fangraphs, MLB Trade Rumors, and ESPN. And to see that there's such a difference among them in terms of what they expect from Bryant is fascinating. And it speaks to the differences of opinion that exist in the fan base. Like there's a lot of people who are responding to when I put out on Twitter that I think ESPN is kind of leaning towards the right direction here with Bryant. There's people who are like, yes, I agree a hundred percent. I would only give him like a hundred million ish over five years. And then there's some people who are calling it absolutely insane to say that that is what Chris Bryant is going to get. So I, I think I already said this, but I would expect Bryant to do better than five years, 90 million. But maybe like five years, 110 million, something like that. I think that at that kind of price, it's going to bring a lot of teams who are like, you know, Chris Bryant probably is going to end up getting overpaid a little bit. But if he's close to signing a term of five years, 90 million, it's going to bring a lot of teams into that conversation enough for me that it would drive up the price to at least have somebody overpay a little bit. And so that's kind of what I expect ultimately out of Bryant. But I also wouldn't be absolutely shocked if he ends up getting eight years, 200 million or six years, 160 million, uh, whatever. Yeah, 6-160 is what MLB Trade Rumors projected. So anyway, coming up next, we're going to talk about Kevin Gosman. We're going to talk about uh and Wood and also Brandon Belt. So. You're not going to want to miss that conversation. But first, I want you to know, I love Thanksgiving, all of the good food and treats and plenty of it. Uh, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so high in calories and sugar. That is absolutely true for me. I am a health conscious person and so I tend to not indulge in these desserts. Some people call me crazy, but uh, I tend to just avoid desserts. But what's so great about Bilt bar is that they taste like a candy bar but only have like four grams of sugar in a typical bar and just about 130 calories. So go for the raspberry built Bar instead of that raspberry pie around Thanksgiving time. All bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew as well. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, here we go. We're going to talk about the other Giants free agents. Kevin Gosman also has a ton of variance to him. It's pretty wild. Normally, these sources kind of converge around a number, and it's not you don't see that much uh, variation, especially when you're talking about some of the top guys like Chris Bryant and Kevin Gosman. But that is not the case this year. And I think, as I said, that it makes it more interesting. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Now, I should say that MLB Trade Rumors ranks Bryant as their fourth best free agent in this year's class. ESPN has Bryant as eighth best. And Fangraphs has Chris Bryant as their, as I scroll here, he is sixth best. So there's there's some agreement, sixth, eighth, and fourth. I guess it's not, uh, I mean, they're all, he's in the top 10, clearly. But I think, again, ESPN having him number eight behind Max Scherzer, behind uh, Kevin Gosman, who they have number six. So MLB Trade Rumors has Gosman fifth. So there's some agreement there. But as we'll see with Fangraphs, uh, Fangraphs is the low Source on Kevin Gosman and and I think they were they're off on Bryant I think, and I think they're way off on Kevin Gosman. But again, we'll start with MLB trade rumors, and they have Gosman at six years, one hundred thirty-eight million dollars. So the average annual value there is twenty-three million dollars for Kevin Gosman. Now. ESPN comes in with a similar an average annual value at $21 million, but over five years. So it comes out to five years, $105 million. And for me, I'll I'll just get this out of the way. I think, again, that ESPN is the closest. But where this really goes off the rails here is for me on Fangraphs, they have Kevin Gosman getting three years, 54 million dollars that's an average of 18 million per year so 18 million is not that different than these other average annual values at 23 and 21 but what's shocking is uh that it's only over three years so usually when the term gets shorter the average annual value goes up so by far the lowest average annual value and for only three years as opposed to five and six for the other sources. I just don't really understand that. I just think Kevin Gosman has more than earned a deal in excess of three years. And if a team only wants to go three years, they're going to have to pay a higher average annual value. I would say like off the top of my head, at least three years, $75 million going $25 million per year. At three years, 18 million. I think every team in baseball would just be all over that, which would drive up the price. So I have predicted basically five years, 110 ish million. So I think ESPN at five years, 105 is obviously what I would consider the closest. I also wouldn't be shocked by MLB trade rumors, six years, 138 million. But again, the term is going up compared to ESPN and the average annual value is going up. And normally it's the other way around. And like, if you add on an extra year, you're going to shave off some average annual value. So maybe uh, six years, 120 million instead of 138. I mean, that's a pretty big uh, difference, but that's kind of where I see it because there is some risk. He is just a two pitch pitcher and there was inconsistent performance in the second half. So there's risk with both of the top two contracts here. But at three years, 54000000 million, you're basically paying really for the pessimistic view of Kevin Gosman. And I just think at least one team is not going to have a very pessimistic view of Kevin Gosman. And I would expect that the Giants, I've been predicting that he ends up back with the Giants. And uh, something around five years, $100 million seems to be roughly correct. So anyway, moving on, we are going to find the next Giants player on these lists, and for me, it's uh, Brandon Belt because, well, no, let's go with Anthony D Scalfani first. Brandon Belt will save for last because he's a bit of an interesting, different type of case because he received the qualifying offer. But Anthony Di Scalfani and Alex Wood did not, and so let's talk about Anthony Di Scalfani. Uh, MLB Trade Rumors is projecting three years, $42 million for Anthony DiScofani. That's $14 million per year. ESPN has him at three years, $36 million. That's $12 million per year. And Fangraphs, once again, for me, a little bit off the rails. Two years, $20 million. I just think that's, that's a super pessimistic view about a guy who just went out there and had an ERA in the low threes over a full season of work. Two years, $20 million. I mean, that is what you pay for basically a below-league average pitcher. And I think that that's a really pessimistic viewpoint. The other two, I think, kind of nail it. Around three years, around $40 million, roughly $12, $13, $14 million per year over three years sounds about right for me for Anthony D. Sclofani. And I have talked repeatedly about how it's just a hunch. Obviously, he could be back. Farhan Zaidi has talked about a desire to bring back pretty much everybody from this year's team. And for good reason. I mean, they won 107 games. But Di Scolfani was brought into the Giants on a one-year, $6 million deal. So to go out to go back out into the market and get around $40 million over three years, the Giants would have done their job again which is they're bringing in pitchers when their value is down and helping them be the best versions of themselves on a one-year deal. They can kind of springboard back into the market and earn a lot more money. They've done that with Drew Pomeranz, Drew Smiley, Kevin Gosman, and then Anthony D Scalfani and Alex Wood are going to be next here. But for me, at three years, roughly $40 million, I just think the Giants would be fine Moving on from Di Scalfani and instead finding the next Anthony Di Scalfani, because I think they have enough confidence and belief in themselves to be able to do that. And I just think Alex Wood represents a better bargain. And here is where a lot of people push back on me when I say that you know the Giants should be looking for bargains and whatnot. It's not that I'm like always saying be cheap. I'm not like ultimately I want them to spend as much money as possible. And I expect them uh, to get at least up into the $150 million range for payroll. And they should be able to push $200 million and above like the Dodgers, like the Padres. But the fact is, if you have limited resources, which every team does, and what I mean by that is they're not just going to spend a billion dollars on 2022 payroll right? They're going, they have a number, or at least roughly call it 200 million that they're able to spend. And so the point is, spend it wisely, because once you reach the limit, you're done. And we've seen how bloated contracts to players like basically being paid much more than their worth can cause major problems. That's kind of what led the Giants into this downturn that they had been in before 2021. And so if you have $200 million to, uh, dollars to spend, let's just say that's the number, then choose wisely how you spend it. And so that's where I say it's a better bargain because you're getting maybe surplus value out of, out of Alex Wood. And we'll talk about what that projected contract is in a minute. And then you can spend those savings on somebody else. And then you're getting excess production for what you're paying. So you're spending ultimately, I don't know, $150 million, and you're getting... 300 million dollars worth of value. That is how you win, right? You want to get the most value and production as you can for the money that you're spending. And so that's only what I mean. I am not suggesting that the Giants like should spend less money overall. It's just about uh getting value on each and every contract. So anyway, the next guy is going to be Alex Wood, and I also want to talk about Brandon Belt as well. So We'll be back with that in a minute. But first, we're back and Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, as promised, we're going to talk about uh, Alex Wood and Brandon Belt as we look through these. Top 50 free agent lists for MLB Trade Rumors, ESPN, and Fangraphs. These are all highly reputable sources. Like I said, Kylie McDaniel at ESPN. MLB Trade Rumors, I think everybody at this point recognizes, is a really good source uh, for this. And then at Fangraphs, they have been doing this for a long time as well. Although this year, I just happen to think that a lot of the contracts, at least for the Giants, are not uh, what I would call the most likely to transpire, but we'll see. That's what's fun about this. But as the week goes on, we're going to start looking at some other guys who might be targets for the Giants, what those projected contracts are, and what I think are good buys and what I think are not so good buys. And again, it has to do with planning out uh, your roster, right? You just can't overpay for every single player, assuming there's a number that the ownership is not going to want to go over. And some people might say, well, they should just spend whatever it takes to field the best team possible. And uh, perhaps that's true, but that's not really living in reality, I would say, uh, because ownership tends to not want to just hemorrhage money all season long. I don't know. I just know that historically, they haven't gone much past $200 million. So I'm kind of uh, considering that to be roughly the limit. But Uh, They're always going to want to give themselves wiggle room as well. Say you make a midseason trade for Chris Bryant and you take on a bunch of payroll, which is what they did. So we'll see. Anyway, you get the idea. Uh, Moving on to Alex Wood, the projected contract for MLB Trade Rumors is three years, $30 million. Obviously, that is $10 million per year. For ESPN, it's two years, $22 million, obviously $11 million per year. And then FanCrafts, once again, they didn't even rank Alex Wood in their top 50. And some of the guys who come in at the back end of the, of the top 50, there's just no way I would take them over Alex Wood. And also, we're talking about, I mean, my goodness, we're looking at Yusei Kikuchi. We're looking at uh, Zach Granke, who's fallen off. We're looking at Alex Cobb. I don't know. These actually, I... I should have scrolled even further. We're looking at uh, Aaron Loop, Michael Pineda, Jonathan Villar, uh, Yusei Kikuchi, as I said. Anyway, I mean, Yusei Kikuchi coming in at number 50 on their list, projected to earn one year, $8 million by Fangraphs. And this is Ben Clemens, who is is, um, predicting these contracts. Also on Fangraphs, if you want to take a look for yourself, they have crowdsourcing where uh, readers were able to predict contracts and they did, they look at the median and the mean for those crowdsourced contracts. So that's also interesting. We just didn't really have time to get into all of that. Uh, it would be, you know, five different sources we're looking at here. But anyway, I think that's wrong to not even have Alex Wood ranked in the top 50 personally. And again, I think MLB Trade Rumors and ESPN are kind of right in line with roughly $10 million per year over two, maybe three years, maybe two years plus a, a club option, something like that. And I just think I was, I, I realized I was trying to say this earlier and didn't really make that point. But I think that that's a better buy than Anthony Di Sclafani. I think the production might end up being similar. And part of the reason that Alex Wood comes at more of a discount is that he has a more uh, he has a history of injuries more than Anthony D Sclafani does. And the thing though is that Anthony De Sclafani's peripherals were not as good as that low threes ERA. And there's a lot kind of suggesting maybe production more at closer to an ERA of four, whereas Alex Wood came in with an ERA roughly in the uh, mid to high threes and the peripherals kind of backed that up. So peripheral numbers may be suggesting they're more similar than the ERAs would show. And we're talking like two years, 22 million maybe for Alex Wood versus three years, 40 million uh, for Anthony de Sclafani. So a big uh, kind of difference there, maybe three years, 36 million. I don't know exactly what it'll be, but I just think Wood represents a better buy here. And that's why if I had to pick one of these two to come back, I think it makes a little more sense for Alex Wood. So... Moving on to Brandon Belt, he becomes, you know, he's one of the more interesting cases here uh, because he received the qualifying offer. MLB Trade Rumors predicts that he will accept the qualifying offer. ESPN predicts two years, $25 million, and Fangraphs predicts that Brandon Belt will accept the one-year $18.4 million qualifying offer. Now, I don't necessarily, I think that there's a chance that he accepts a qualifying offer, but I also think all of these sources are kind of underrating him. We have talked about how he was the best, or excuse me, the third best offensive player in baseball over the last couple of seasons behind Mike Trout and Bryce Harper and ahead of Ronald Acuna Jr. and Fernando Tatis Jr. So pair that with the fact that Brandon Belt is a really good defensive first baseman as well. And I just think, yes, there's a chance he accepts a qualifying offer. It would have everything to do with him just wanting to be with the Giants and also him uh, wanting to prove that he's healthy and then maybe re enter the market next year. But he's going to be entering his age 35 season after 2022. And I'm just not, I just think now might be the time for Brandon Belt to just kind of cash in one last time, maximize the total amount that he would be receiving. And just roll with that, and that, that would be what he would be looking for. I don't know this from firsthand knowledge, but I'm just kind of guessing based on his age, based on the fact that the performance was, I think, good enough, even though he dealt with injuries, to warrant a somewhat hefty deal. So I'm not sure any of these are really what I would expect, ultimately. I think he could get a three-year contract, maybe two years plus an option, uh, and the ESPN prediction of two years, $25 million at a $12.5 million average annual value. I just don't see why he wouldn't, if that was the best he was going to get, I would expect him to take the qualifying offer because it's not that much more than the qualifying offer total, but spread over two years as opposed to just the one. And so, yeah, I think that he could maybe get more like a three-year $40 million deal or two years. Uh, $32 million like Brandon Crawford got, something along those lines. But two or three years, maybe if it's going to be one, it would be the qualifying offer to me. But two or three years, $30, $40 million, kind of my expectation for Brandon Belt. So anyway, coming up tomorrow, we're going to just continue to look at these lists. I think they're really fascinating. And we're going to be talking about potential targets for the Giants, uh, Chris Taylor, Starling Marte. How about the top of the market? Correa, Seeger, Scherzer, uh, Verlander. What are what are the project, projected contracts for these players? And do I think they're fits for the San Francisco Giants? So I really hope you come back for that. And I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks again for making Locked On Giants your first listen every day. Uh, Locked On Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Uh, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and in, and insight. From Lee Sterling, make Locked on Bets your second listen today. Anyway, once again, my name is Ben Caspic. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Caspic. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it, leaving a review, liking, commenting, subscribing on YouTube, all of that good stuff. So thank you in advance, and thank you so much to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening today. Uh, you are now Locked on Giants. Oh uh-huh.